Welcome, church family, to this Wednesday night prayer time together. And all those that are joining us across the United States, watching this video tonight, maybe by YouTube or Facebook or however you're getting this video tonight, we're so grateful you're coming to join us here in this time of prayer for our church. It's been a great week for here at our church at Everett Hills. Uh, we have seen God work in miraculous ways, and especially through how he's been providing for us during COVID time to renovate our church, to make sure it's ready for the next many years to come. The windows are all about in, the new windows, and there's about eight more to go. And so we're very thankful and grateful there's some touch-up things after that, and we're moving towards fixing the retaining wall that needs to be fixed as well. So if you're watching tonight, we've been moving right along. God's helping us accomplish a lot of great things, so let's praise the Lord together. Also, I know that's been a little stressful for us as Christians and also for people in the United States as we've been going through this transition time in our nation. Last week, I tried to remind us that no matter what the transition looks like, no matter how it affects us positively or negative as Christians, our goal as Christians is considered, considered to be the same. It's to stay with a consistent life before Christ, to have a life that's shining Jesus Christ bright and boldly to the world around us, and making sure that we're living for the cause of Christ every single day of our life, that we are on mission with him, making sure that we're getting the message out there that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and life. No one goes to the Father but by uh, him. And so I read a little bit last week from Romans chapter 12. And so tonight what I'd like to do is look at some passages from Romans chapter 13, and then also spend a little bit of time praying with you and let you be aware of some prayer requests for our church family. In Romans chapter 13, uh, we find the very first part of it, we find that Paul is talking to the people of Rome, the Christians of Rome, and telling them to, to live under the authority of the government and to be able to show the government love and kindness when the government has rules that affects the society that does not go counter to the biblical scripture, does not go counter to uh, or being a sinful act. Uh, then we need to be able to try to stay within the government and to abide by the rules and try to get along with our fellow man in our nation. Uh, and then he gets into this idea about that whole concept of loving our neighbor and being able to show kindness and grace towards them and trying to get along with those around us and pointing them to Christ. And so there in verse 8 in, in Romans chapter 13, we find these words, Do not owe anyone anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law, the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet. And any other commandment are summed up by this commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not wrong to a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment, fulfillment of the law. So the whole concept here, if you look at the, the basically the Ten Commandments, it's about loving God and loving people. If you learn how to love and become basically humble and be able to be a person who is not always looking out for our own interest, but the interest of others and also the interest of God, we are called in this world to be able to make a difference by showing them this new type of character that the world really doesn't see. People in the world usually tries to look out for their best interests, their own interests. But we as Christians are called to look out for God's interest and to show people that there's a God above by how we live our life differently than the world. And it's amazing that truly it is. If we actually love our fellow men and our mankind and, and love them in such a way that it's not about our own personal gain, then the last part of the Ten Commandments you'll be able to follow. 
you would not commit adultery because you'd be saying, man, I'm, I'm not going to do that to my spouse or I'm not going to do it to someone else's spouse. I'm not going to be able to break that bond of marriage and be selfish about what I want to gain from it. I'm looking at the best interest for my spouse and the, and the other person's spouse. Do not murder or do not steal. Uh, you won't murder someone if you care for them. Uh, you, won't, you won't inflict that kind of just grievous heinous to someone to go out and kill you just because I want to. Uh, you won't steal from someone because you're thinking, I can't steal from the other person. I'm taking away from them. It's, you know, taking something from them, a value is taken away from their interest. And I don't want to steal because I love them. I don't want to take from them. I want to show them love and kindness. And if you really love people, you won't be envious. You won't covet after their things. You'll be happy that they have those things. You rejoice that they've been blessed in whatever way they've been blessed. And that you can be able to begin to love them in a type of love that God wants you to love them as. Now, why do I say this? Because, well, you know, we live in a time that needs to see us step out and be bold in our faith. Call sin for what it is. But live with such a, a love for our fellow brothers in the world, brothers and sisters of the world, mankind that we are showing that we can follow the Ten Commandments and also that we're living by a different standard. This is all to help them help people be pointed to the Lord. And so Paul continues. He doesn't just stop there. He adds more to it. He adds more to the layers of this whole concept. He says, besides this, since you know the time is already the hour for you to wake up from sleep, because now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Basically saying the urgency is always there. And we don't need to be just walking through life drifting. We don't need to be just going through life and not thinking about what the mission is that God has called us to. The mission is to get along with people inside of our nation the best we can. If it doesn't go counter to God's biblical laws, it's not a sin issue. To be able to love people in such a way that you're not trying to look out for your, your own interests that would cause adultery, would cause covetousness, would cause you to steal, would cause you to murder. And do that so you can pull people to Christ. And there's an urgency about this. It's not something to lay on. It's something we need to do now. And he said, basically, it's wake up from your sleep because now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is over, is nearly over and the day is near. So let us discard the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. So whatever we want to do in the our back, you know, the whole idea of, of warring with our flesh and evil deeds that were once done, when we're believers, we're free from their evil deeds. Don't continue to do them. You shouldn't do them. You shouldn't want to do them. You shouldn't desire to do them because the Christ uh, is forgiven you and has redeemed you and the Holy Spirit resides in your life. That we are called to put those things away, be bright lights to the world because truly now, right now, it, the Lord's coming is closer than when I first began this video. And so we need to be aware that there's an urgency because the Christ coming back is coming closer and closer every second we live on this earth. So, Paul goes on to say, Let us walk with decency as in the daytime, not carousing in drunkenness, nor sexual impurity or promiscuity, not quarreling and jealousy. So, let's walk as bright lights. Let's be a shining bright light to the world. Put away all those other things that that's, leads your life to devastation, but also doesn't lead anybody to Christ. And then he says these words, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't make plans to gratify the desires of the flesh. So put away selfish gratification. Live the Christ inside your life in such a way that the world can see 
that we truly love Jesus and we truly love God. And so we need to be about that. If we keep our focus on the author and finisher of our faith, and we continue living the life that Christ has called us to, then all these other cares and stuff, they'll be around us. But we'll be so focused on what God has called us to that we'll navigate each day with purpose, with zeal, with happiness, with joy, because we know we're living for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and that every single day of our life, we're pushing into this concept of, I am dying to myself and putting on the life that the Lord wants me to put on. This idea of sanctification, I'm living each day, and the Lord keep working my life, living by what he wants us to live by, his commandments, his, his will, being led by the Spirit, and making a difference of trying to make peace within our country and abiding by the laws as long as it is not a sinful act that, that goes against God's scripture. And then loving our fellow countrymen in a way that they say, man, there's something different about you. And we're bright lights to shine towards them to lead them to Christ and not lead them away. So as Paul says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think if we can do that daily. Uh, what a difference it'll make in each of our lives. Let me go ahead and let you be aware of some prayer requests for our church family. I pray for the Hickeys. Um, Linda Hickey's brother is getting uh, very ill. I don't know how much longer he'll be on this earth with us. Uh, their daughter, uh, Jennifer, or Jenna, uh, she is actually um, on having a procedure today to put a pacemaker in. We also need to continue to pray for the uh, Eddie and Wilma Gilbert, the Gilbert family, as they are still trying to help Wilma uh, begin physical therapy and hopefully make a recovery, but she still needs our prayers. We still have a lot of people that is sick in our church and a lot of people that need just our prayers on a daily basis, but we see a lot of great things. A lot of people have recovered from the virus. Uh, we've been blessed by that, not having people that's got critically ill and pass away. Arville Garland uh, will need your prayers, and Sylvia, as they did lose a, a loved one this week. They, they lost Jack Cutshaw, and that's a member of their family. So continue to pray for them. But I do see God's hand of mercy during all this, and he's been gracious and kind to us. Remember, if God is for us, who can be against us? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for this afternoon that we were able to come before you and pray to you and seek you, and that your word reminds us that if we love and truly love, that we can uh, be able to live by what you really want us to, to do, that we are able to live without coveting, live without uh, wanting and desiring adultery because we're loving people around us more than we even uh, want to uh, basically fall in our own selfish desires. We're called to make sure that we know that we're loved by Christ and able to love ourselves, but dear Lord, not to place we put uh, others, uh, our, our own selfish desires above others. Father, I want to thank you, dear Lord, that you're working uh, in our church and you're providing for us a lot of ways. You're giving us ministries. Uh, you're helping people come to this church to continue on the, the, the champion, this idea of just making sure that we're a lighthouse to the world. And dear Lord, also providing for us in such a way financially that helping us be able to repair some things that needs to be repaired for a long time. Thank you, Lord, for that. Father, we want to pray for our families, all of the families that are might be hurting tonight, that needs a special touch of your uh, your love and your kindness and your comfort. We also pray for the Hickey family tonight, the Gilbert family especially as well. And dear Lord, just be kind and gracious. Be with Arvel and Sylvia Garland, the passing of Jack Cutshaw. 
And Father, we just love you. We thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, church family, blessings. I hope to see you again next week during this time of prayer and be able to spend some time with you just one-on-one talking about God's word. But again, I love you, and I hope to see you many of you soon. God bless you. Have a great night.